Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. I have a very special guest this week. Her name is Shannon Lee in Seattle. Now, Shannon is the win without pitching, director of coaching, and an unstoppable human force of empowerment. Prior to this, Shannon spent many years with Fortune 500 companies in senior marketing, business development, and communication roles. Shannon's passion is to help business leaders take their games to the next level and sustain this behavioral change through her highly unique coaching program. We're focusing this episode on rethinking what it means to sell. Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ian. It's so great to be here. And I think I already told you, but it's the best name of a podcast ever, Confessions of a Sales Pro. <laughs> well, we've all, we've all made some mistakes in our journey, and hopefully we're learning from them. And I guess one of the ambitions is that we share that with our, our fellow salespeople who are the listeners, and that perhaps they could learn from our mistakes and, and maybe some of our successes as well. Again, thanks, Shannon, for taking the time uh, from uh, down the I-5 in Seattle, which is fantastic. I've got a few questions I'd like to ask you. The first one, and this I'm sure every salesperson thinks about this, how can salespeople get more comfortable talking about money in sales conversations? That's a great question, and probably one of my favorite topics to talk about is money. So I guess that's that's where it begins is getting in touch maybe with your own motivators around why it's hard for you to talk about money first and foremost. And what I mean by that is when you're in the sale, what motivates you to sometimes maybe chicken out a little bit and not want to talk about money? Is it because you're that kind of person that wants to be liked and so you're just trying to please and do everything you can to get that person, you know, to, to get on board and hire you, or do you maybe have a need to, to win? You're really competitive. And so you'll actually do things like cut price or just avoid the conversation altogether uh, because you don't want to put somebody off and then maybe not win that piece of work. So I think it starts with what motivates you to not want to do that, get in touch with that first and kind of, throw it out to the universe and, and let it go. So I think that's the first step. That's, uh, it, it, you're right, money. And for, for salespeople, that, that can be uncomfortable. I know many salespeople, they want to be, you know, liked and accepted and, you know, build friendships with, with customers. And, and sure, uh, but we have a job to do. And, and certainly that is to help our customers and at the same time, it's got to be equally beneficial 
for the salesperson and the company the salesperson works for. It. The next question I want to ask you, Shannon, is it's right. I think it's right in the sweet spot. I, I believe that you know, there's a few things that make for great salespeople. Confidence, being organized, and being really persistent are, are three things that come to mind. How can salespeople build confidence to have better sales conversations, Shannon? I also agree with you that confidence is really critical and is kind of half the battle in most situations. And confidence is an area that I do believe people can build. And I think that confidence comes from first in our mind, being well positioned. When you are well positioned, meaning your market and your discipline, who you help and how, you are seen as meaningfully different, which allows you then to feel like, yep, I have a right to be at the table in this conversation. I'm the expert versus this vendor or order taker. And that builds confidence, which then in turn helps you to also have the ability to push back or to challenge in the sale. If you don't think that the client's problem is the problem that's really taking place, right? You have to be able to be that person who can create that healthy tension in the sale and push back in the sale. But that comes from being a deep expert in something. So there's these things that kind of build on each other that then really help that salesperson feel more confident and feel like they can lead in the sale and, and take charge and that they have the right to be at that table. That's so well said that you do have a right. You, you are the expert of your wares, of your product, your service. And if positioned properly, you're trying to help them. You're trying to find their pain and bring your game to help them. So it takes confidence. And, and I think you're right, Shannon. That's developed over time. And you sometimes do have to push back and, and not just, you know, let the prospect or the customer uh, have their way the way they want to do it. So it's a, it's a relationship. It's a back and forth. I really like what you said about that. My, my next question takes us into some speciality. And, and, you know, there's many beliefs around this that some sales organizations like to do something called segmentation, differentiation, where you market yourself into verticals and, and become real deep instead of wide. And so there's different schools of thought on, on this type of approach in the marketplace. Shannon, if salespeople specialize, doesn't that mean they're walking away from a variety of, of interesting other work? Maybe. That's the honest answer because when you specialize, you are going to sacrifice. But that is actually the freedom and the beauty of it is that to really find a niche where you hold deep expertise in my mind, opens up a lot more opportunity on many fronts. The first is your foundation in terms of who you are and who the business is that you're representing is very clear and you know why you're showing up for work each day and you have a mission and you're never going to sacrifice that mission because you want to create as much value as possible for that client through the expertise that you bring. It also helps you to target more easily who you can work with, which helps you to create a better, more effective marketing plan. And it also helps to strengthen your personal balance sheet. That's the confidence piece of it. Because you walk into the room really understanding, here's how we can add value for you, which also helps you then to more clearly articulate 
options, for example, of how you might work together and price appropriately for that value that you're going to create versus being in this kind of time and materials mode that often firms can get into. And I think it also really helps the greater good of the organization when an entire team is marching from the same place and they know what the salesperson is out there doing and selling on their behalf and everybody feels better supported as a result. What wonderfully said. It's about building a big reputation for fewer things so you can go deeper and have a bigger impact on that chosen market sector or vertical market, whatever language you'd want to uh, dress around it. But it's, it's to be good at fewer things. So sometimes less is more. Um, so that, this, is, this is great advice for the listeners to build currency in, in a smaller market sector and be more successful there than just a general approach in the marketplace. As you said, the time and materials mode uh, might work for lawyers. It's not that great uh, for building long-term sales success. Well said, Shannon. Um, how do salespeople become an expert, do you think, in any given area? How would they go about that? Well, it really needs this idea of specialization and expertise does have to come from the top down of an organization. So the ownership, the leadership of that organization is the one that really has to make the decisions around that and then do a very good job of transferring that knowledge to the rest of the team, one of those people being the salesperson. And so first, I think it comes from the ability to really have a leader who can articulate it, that that salesperson really believes in and can stand behind, and a, a product or a service, right, that is meaningful to them when they're out there selling, that they see like, yeah, this is something that really can help these people that I'm trying to sell it to. And then I think it is a matter of just good old-fashioned learning and research, right, going deep into whatever that area of specialization is through maybe being on the other side of it, maybe understanding what that client's um, needs are, right? So that's research, that's conversations, that's really getting out, maybe attending industry events, reading. Um, maybe there's formal training and education, right, depending on what kind of product it is. But I think, I think first and foremost for me what would be important is do you believe in it and do you believe in the leadership of the company? And that's going to set you up to be really in that kind of perpetual learning mode to go deep into whatever that area of expertise is for the company that you're representing. Uh, that's so well said. It, it's uh, having that first conviction. If you're not convinced yourself, you're not going to be very convincing to others. So it's, it's got to be, I've always said, if I would buy something, then it would be a lot easier that I would be selling that something. If I wouldn't buy it, I don't think I'd be very good at selling it. So having that that conviction, that belief that you, this is an honorable solution, I'm bringing it to a marketplace with an honorable passion and purpose, that I think that's what you're saying, and that would set people up way greater uh, for, sex, for success longer term. Now, my, my fifth question, um, and, and this one goes deep, and, and it's for, for every salesperson out there. Some salespeople take the look that they're, this is their job, their nine to five job. They don't always like it, but they have to do it and they got to go sell for a living. So that's like taking it tactical. How do we, so, so this question, Shannon, I know this is one you get asked a lot. 
how can salespeople learn to actually love sales? It's such a good question, and I really think the journey is going to be different for everybody because I think there are some people who are really good at selling that maybe don't need to be deeply passionate or deeply in love with the product they're selling because their motivator is more about winning, right? And we talked about this earlier. Motivators can be good and motivators can be bad, but if you have somebody who's really you know, hungry, smart, and driven, that's maybe what motivates them more than the product itself. Then there are some people who do have to be deeply passionate about what it is they're selling, or like you said, they can't get behind it and, and sell it with any integrity. So I think, again, it goes back to what gets you excited day to day in the job that you're in? Is it, is it the task or the, the you know, profession of selling itself, or is it something that you really have to believe in is going to help the product or the service? So I think once you can sort that out for yourself and allow selling to become a game almost, right? Like we've got to be resilient as salespeople and we have to understand that no is an answer that's okay to hear. And we also have to understand what, what motivates us and keeps us jazzed and really look for that first, I think, even more so than the what in terms of what it is you're selling. So, so well said. And, and you're right. It, it's different things motivate different people. Uh, and ambition can be different depending on who we are. We're all unique human beings. Uh, and, and the word, I love what you said, make it a game. Because selling is a game. Yeah. And there's lots of stats we can measure. We can activity, results. There's lots of things we can look at to make improvements in our game, on our game. And there's nothing wrong with a no. What I really like, the next best thing to a yes in the world of selling is a quick no. The worst thing that could happen to any of us out there is that slow no. You know, that eventual maybe. It, we, we can't be shy of the word no. We, in fact, if we can't get a yes, invite a quicker no because you'll win your time back to go win something else. So our, our guest this uh, week has been Shannon Lee from Seattle. Uh, Win Without Pitching is, is her company. She's director of coaching. I would strongly urge all of our listeners to reach out. Now, Shannon, to make it easier for them, how can the listeners reach out and get a hold of you? What would be the best way to access you? I think the best thing to do is to go to our website, winwithoutpitching.com, and there's just a ton of great information there from thought leadership to more info about our training and coaching and our YouTube page is there. They can submit a question via YouTube, and I'd be happy to answer it that way as well if they want hints and tips about something. And then I shared a couple uh, free book chapter links um, with you, Ian. Maybe that's another way to like let the let the group know how they can learn a little more and read a free chapter of one of our books. That's wonderful, Shannon. I will definitely, when we post this podcast, include those links so that the listeners can get direct access and, and, and get some value and maybe reach out and say hello as well. Again, Shannon, I want to thank you very much for taking the time. I know you're very busy. Our listeners, on behalf of all of them, we thank you for your, your, your expertise, your enthusiasm, and your insights. Have a great day, Shannon. Thanks so much, Ian. You as well. Thanks for having me on the show. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative 
if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.